Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The NL East race stays hot. Trevor Plouffe is getting pounded by the sun right now. Early Talking Baseball. little Roberto Clemente day, but we're rolling in to the end of this 2022 season. My name is Jake Stromboli. I'm joined by Trevor Plouffe, big baby David Mendelson on the wheels of steel. Trev, we're doing an early episode. I will give you love off the rip. A, we had a fantastic phone call yesterday. Uh, the silly vibes were on high. Good times. I am obviously off to a wedding this weekend because it's a weekend, and that's just my life. I have another one next weekend. My life is hell. Uh, <laughs> so I cope with baseball, like a lot of you guys probably listen to the show do. Uh, and Trevor Plouffe woke up early, was at the chair, ready to go, 6.50 a.m. left coast time, and... The funny caveat to that is he's out in his recording studio and the sun is just beating down on his face. It's a day game in Minnesota, Trev. How you doing, dude? We were searching for the right lighting because, as you know, I usually just use natural lighting. It's beautiful out here. But when you get out here a little early before the sun has its time to, you know, stretch and yawn and have its cup of coffee um it's a little dark so we figured it out though and i'm happy to be here early in the morning i love talking baseball we got freaking the stimulator it's mm. gonna start my friday off right i love that you're just like do people hire you for weddings yes. or do you actually get invited because what the fuck dude too many weddings i don't know anymore man i you know this is a family wedding so that's it's very nice i'll be excited to see my family i'll get to spend some time with my uh my nephew Emmett, who's kind of the only hope you know, when we when you write the Lord of the Rings version of John Boy Media, like my my nephew Emmett is currently the only hope to fight off baby James uh, mm. from firing me. So uh, we'll see what goes on there. So family wedding this week, and then it's one of Jess's next week, and I'm I'm excited. They're good people. I know them. Uh, I'll be a little on on the island uh, out there. It's in Pennsylvania, and like Judge is going to be chasing the home run record. So I'm going to be all sixes and sevens next weekend. Uh, but enough about me. Um, how how are you doing, Trev? I mean, I, I guess big picture, small picture. I know, you know, summer's gone and passed. The Central, the AL Mid, again, is a topic. Couple teams, I mean, Guardians sweep. Your twins stay alive, more or less, for what could be a big five games this weekend. I don't know. Um, but how are you doing? I'm doing great, dude. I, I I love that we're coming down to it. Jimmy did pronounce the Twins dead. They get a sweep. They're hanging in there four games back right now. The White Sox clipped the Guardians last night, so they're down to three. There's, it's one of only, what, like three races that really mean anything. It's the back end of the NL wild, wild card that we're looking at. It is the AL wild card seedings, essentially. And then it's this one, the division race. Uh, Guardians have the leg up for sure, but it'll be it'll be fun this weekend. Obviously, it'll be good against the Twins, and then you know as we come down to it, this is 
This is baseball. And now you're starting to see the sun oh moving God. amongst the trees, wrestling with the branches so it can come blind me. But I played through it. I'm different, Jake. I don't, you know, if you listen on podcasts, wherever you listen to Talking Baseball, we appreciate you. I enthuse you to go check out the YouTube today because you need the what flip you shades. You called, me, you, you called me Gandalf the White, and I loved it. Now I'm never going to not want to be Gandalf the White. Did you ever wear the flip-up shades at third, the the up-downs? And of course not, dude. No. How old do you think I am? I don't know. I feel like those were... I think you played at a time where those you were know what? pretty common. A couple guys who, who I respect wore those. J.J. Hardy wore them. Wow. Jamie Carroll, I believe, wore them. Jamie Carroll hated. He didn't want any extra help. It was like, I don't even want batting gloves. I don't want sunglasses. I'm a freaking ball player. One of the kids. You know need- what? You and Jamie Carroll are like, yeah, not the same at all because he's a grinder. I <laughs> honestly, on the eight, did Swisher invite him to blitz? Pop ball. those on. Let's let's get Jamie Carroll would be perfect for team baggage. Um, that's what one of these kids needs to do. One of these hot boy kids, maybe Joe Ryan. You might hear about him later in the oh, episode. A set him. of set of flip shades. Bring him back. Um, Oof. Trev, let's get in to the baseball, the series this week, and a couple of the big topics. And it's all brought to you by Manscaped. You know what all the kids are doing mm. in the show now? They're taking care of their downstairs. Yeah, Joe Ryan does. Yes. I mean, he's well-maintained up there. What do you think he's doing down there? Uh, and that's because Fresh Ball Fall is here, Trev. Uh, <laughs> uh, pumpkin spice and making your crotch look nice. <laughs> Man, these Manscaped guys, they they get it. There's a reason they're with uh. us. Uh, and what they're doing with their Platinum Package mm. 4.0, you are getting 10 different parts. You're getting the Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer, Weed Whacker Nose and Ear, 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner because we're dudes, uh, Aluminum Free Ultra Premium Deodorant, yep. Man, crop... Crop Reviver. I mean, you're getting you're getting everything you'll ever need, uh, including boxers, uh, really comfy boxers. I them right now. BBD's wearing them right now. Trev is looking to see if he's wearing them. He's coming up, and he's wearing them right now. Yep. Now I really need you to look at the YouTube for this episode. <laughs> uh, I packed mine for wedding weekend, so I'm I'm stoked on that. Go to Manscaped.com. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Talkin. It's talking baseball, code talking, manscaped. Again, if you're not, re- you're either ready for fresh ball fall or you're not. And if you're not, use code talking at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping for their platinum package 4.0. Hey, what's what's the word autumn mean? Okay, here we go. Because uh, fuck it, I never knew what it really meant. Fresh ball fall is just better. Yeah. Better. I, are autumn and fall different? Are they are they two things that mean the same thing? I believe Doesn't make any sense. I believe they're the same thing. Autumn and fall difference in Google used interchangeably. Yeah. Interesting. It's oh, weird how that works. There's some graphics and stuff that are like it's slightly different. Is autumn the transition into fall? Oh no, what it is. I think autumn fall is just kind of what we all started calling it. Autumn was British. And I think America was like, you know, yeah, we're over that. These are fall, and it's fall. It's fall. Um, okay, 
I Trev, think it stems from the Latin word for gold. I'm paying my tithe to you, you Brits. Out of here. Our guys, we got ice in the chat saying Trev is literally glowing. Uh, I, I feel like that right now. National League Baseball. Uh, Dodgers are clinching and celebrating every time we look at them. Um, Met, the, the NL East with their first kind of tough week in a while, but it happens at the same time. Uh, should we hear about the National League? Yeah, why don't you shut up and let me read it, bro. Okay, Beebs, hit it. <laughs> my, my people, we're starting out with Jake Snakes versus the Dodgers. And as Jake said, the Dodgers were clinching all weekend. They had a handshake toast. They had a champagne toast. And before you know it, they were spraying everybody with bottles of champagne. They do clinch the NL West. They take two of three from the D-backs. 6-0, 4 but the D-backs came back and won that last game. 5-3. to um, Anderson, 7-shutty in the first game. Kershaw, 7-shutty in the second game. Like I said, D-backs shut out for the first two games, and then they walked the Dodgers off in game three. Sergio Alcantara, three-run Jimmy Jack off. Kimbrell down one with two outs in the tenth. Jake Snakes doing it. Look out or they'll fight you. All right. Doesn't matter. Dodgers clinched. Did they go in the pool this time? That's all I want to know. I didn't see any pool clips. Moving on. Cubs go into Flushing. And they sweep the Mets. Wow. Are you kidding me? Wow. 5 2 Cubs. 4 1 Cubs. 6 3 Cubs. No offense allowed for the Mets this series. Bassett gives up five earned runs in three and two thirds. Ortega, McKinstry, two hits with a homer each. Samson outduels DeGrom. Happer goes way back against DeGrom. He's making sliding catches. Nine figure. Ian, my guy, I owe you wine. I understand that. The Cubs sweep the Mets. My goodness. Mets. That's like a pretty big, what is you doing, baby? Because the Braves are sniffing it. But guess what? They go to San Francisco. They only game one game because the Giants take two out of three. Three, two Giants for the Braves won five to one, and the Giants win the last game four to one. Alex Cobb has been lights out since like July 19th. He goes seven shutty here. Uh, Swanson in the game two had the go ahead two run homer in the third. Braves never looked back. And then in game three, Rodon did his damn thing. Five innings pitch, one and run. I already saw a stat. He's got. Career highs and innings and strikeouts. He's doing his dang thing. a boy, Carlos. Giants take two out of three. Moving on. Phillies, they're doing their thing. They take two of three from the Marlins. 2-1 Phillies. 6-1 Phillies before the Marlins take game three. They beat Alcantara in game one because Nick Baton had the go-ahead two-run homer in the seventh. That's his second homer against Sandy. Nick, you're a stud. Game two, Gibby goes six innings pitch with one earned run. Harper and Rio Muto go back to back to tie and take the lead in the six. The best catcher in baseball, maybe the second best catcher in baseball because Will Smith exists. He homered again in the seven. And then Pablo did his thing in the last game. Moving on, Brewers and Cardinals. This was a fun series. They, they do split a two-gamer. Usually we don't talk about these things, but the Brewers won game one on a bullpen day, 8-4. to four. The Cardinals won the Wayno yachty game, 4-1, to one, to split the series. I'm sure we'll get into that. Wayno versus Burns. 325 for Yachty and, and Wayno. What a freaking moment. 
that stadium was packed too. I love seeing that. They split the series. And then I believe the last one we're talking about, Pirates, four-game sweep with the Reds. Let's go Pirates, 6-3 Pirates, 6-1 Pirates, 1-0 Pirates, 10-4 Pirates, the Reds. That's not a lot of offense. Where's Malibu Mike at? I think he's in Malibu. And that, my friends, is what happened in the National League. Trevor Plouffe, I mean undefeated. That's how, that's how you stay. Uh, in the National League, the Mets are one game up on the Atlanta Braves. They are tied in the loss column. A lot of people look at that this late in the season. The Mets have 90 wins, though. The Braves have 88, and they both have 55 losses. Are we coming up on that Mets-Braves series? That in a week or so? Because that is going to be the first like playoff series of the year. The Philadelphia Phillies. I don't know if we give them enough love. I feel like when we give them love, we give them proper love. They are 80 and 63. And, you know, with some of the disappointing teams around baseball, you know, they're going to get to probably 20 games above 500. Good for the fight in Phillies. The St. Louis Cardinals, 84 and 60, a seven and a half game lead over Milwaukee, who's still outside looking in on the wild card. Like Trev mentioned, the Dodgers are celebrating only because they're 98 and 44. Uh, that would be a 21 game lead on the Padres. I don't, they literally cannot catch them. I was going to make a joke <laughs> about that, but that's the whole point of them clinching. Uh, and the San Diego Fathers, they are. Your last team in the wild card, the best dance in the National League. Well, besides the NL East, but both those teams are going to get in. Uh, and Milwaukee is technically a game and a half back, one back in the loss column to the Padres. So the the Padres and Milwaukee is very much becoming a conversation. Uh, I don't think either of those teams are necessarily exuding the confidence you'd love to see going into this final stretch. Um, with the Phillies, two and a half over San Diego. So, uh, in the National League, Trev, I know you're a cron pod guy, and I, mm. I guess we're anointing the the Dodgers, or are we talking mostly Diamondbacks? Dude, Corbin Carroll? Let's go. What's the other guy's name? Is Dude, it James McCarthy? They keep going. Uh, That's not right. That's Jake McCarthy's Jake, his name. Um, yeah. Get that right. And they called up another kid last night. They're having fun. Dre Jameson. Um, Dalton Varsho hit fucking homers. Do we have to talk about the Dodgers at all? I mean, seriously, all these dudes do is drink champagne. What is going on in yeah. LA? Is there a problem? Sound off in the comments. Mm. Congrats to them. Yeah. You know, a night after they do the champagne toast because they, well, no, I think it was two nights. They champagne toasted because they believe they clinched a playoff spot. Then MLB said, actually, there's some tiebreaker scenarios. Well, actually, Dodgers. So then the next night, they champ. I think they like had like the official, like we made the playoffs. And then the final night, I don't know what happened. They clinched the division. Yeah. Some good games, uh, some good outings for some Dodgers pitchers. Um, it looked like it was going to be a sweep. And then our boy Alcantara goes and hits the go-ahead homer, or the walk-off homer, excuse me, against Kimbrell for the Diamondbacks to do it. I don't know, man. What what else can we say about the Dodgers besides fucking 98 wins already? I mean, they're just uh, they're a juggernaut. They're an absolute juggernaut. I mean, Belly has, you know, he had a big hit in this series, and, you know, he got called out by Jerry Harrison Jr. like two weeks ago to change mm-hmm. some things in his swing. 
Uh, it's been an interesting time for him this year, but when this team is right, I mean, there there isn't a better team in baseball. Belly says, shut up, Jerry Harrison Jr. I got an MVP. I, have, I, don't <laughs> I got know. an MVP trophy in the bag. Uh, true story at this year's All-Star Game, bought Jerry Harrison a drink. Um, it was me and Joe's at uh, some L.A. place like that, Jerry. that had just cleared out. Yeah, nice guy. Uh, kind of gave him a look like, I don't know. Uh, let's let's compare bank accounts. I, it was a vodka soda. He'll get me back. Dodgers have won the National League West every year since 2013, except last year when the Giants got them with 108 uh, and beat them by what one game? So it was 107. Dodgers 106. Excuse me, Dodgers 106. Um, <laughs> as a sports franchise. You know, Trev, you live out there. I, we, you know, we do our fake and serious East Coast bias because sometimes you don't know. I mean, a lot of people view the Dodgers as, you know, kind of hated in the same ilk as the Yankees. It's L.A. There's a lot of money. I mean, especially recent transactions. If you're my Diamondbacks, and we talk about it a lot on this show, you added Freddie, you added Mookie, you added Trey. Uh, you know, guys in their respective ways who have arguments to be some of the best players in baseball. Uh, what they're doing as a franchise in general, money aside, uh, to be this good for that long is crazy. It makes sense because they have one of the best player developments. They have some of the best coaches. And when you have the payroll to add those guys we just mentioned, it's dominant, man. And I mean, since the All-Star break, I think they've even kicked it into gear even more. Um, I'm trying to get some of their, some of their splits. Let's see. Uh... Yeah, in the second half, they are winning at a 731 clip, 38 and 14. Like, they turned it on and they didn't even really have to because they were 60 and 30 uh, in the first. And so so they take care of my snakes. Uh, obviously, we win the last game because we're tough. And there's a lot of young, fun kids on the Diamondbacks. I'm not blowing smoke. Like, go check out these dudes. Trevor's got some of their cards, I bet, because there's some value there. Uh, but Clayton, I think we're going to hear about him in a little bit. Um, this team is, uh, it's dominant. It's the most dominant team in baseball. And now I'm trying to see, I, I, can they cruise into the one or two seed? I think they can. There's, they're, they're 10 games above the Braves who would have the third, third, they're the one third best record. And they're eight games ahead of the Mets, who have the second best record. So, like, they are cruising into that essentially. So, it'll be interesting to see how they treat, you know, the next few weeks. Are they going to go balls out, manscaped, mm. until they clinch the one seed? Is that what their their plan is? Then after that, we'll start to rest guys. I'm curious to see how they do it. And that's like a luxury the teams like the Dodgers have at the end of the year, when you build up this type of lead, it's like, okay, now legit their entire focus is on the postseason. As soon as they clinch one of those two spots, their entire focus changes to the postseason. How can we get our team ready for this? You know, what are we going to do with our rotation? Are we going to skip a start? Are we going to address it? Uh, you know, our rotation and put one of those guys in the bullpen just to get him ready for that role that he's going to have in the postseason. Are we just working on straightening on getting our guys healthy for it? A lot of off days, a lot of rest days. I think, uh, I mean, they're used to this. This is what they do, man. And by the way, something, 
you know, this is our first year with this playoff format. We're we're feeling it out and we're learning. And we talked about this a little bit in the midweek episode. The way the seeding kind of currently works out, and maybe this year is the outlier, because again, this is the first year, but with the central teams compared to the top wildcard team. In the National League, the Mets or the Braves is going to be the first wildcard team. And I think they are better than St. Louis. I guess there's a good conversation there. I mean, St. Louis is a good team. But the Mets and Braves, you know, the Mets won the offseason and have been so good all year. The Braves won it all last year. They had a great offseason. They are back uh, compared to St. Louis, who's, you know, had a, had a really nice year. And they've taken control of the Central. Where in the American League, the Guardians, you know, the AL mid, as we like to joke about lovingly. Uh, and the sixth seed, we'll see who gets sorted out there. Right now, on both sides of the bracket, the two seed in the postseason looks like the preferred seed. Um, I, I don't know how. I don't want to hear that. I don't okay. want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Okay. That is soft talk. Mm. I, I saw you guys talk about the Yankees. I prefer, I think even our guy, Max, put a tweet out talking about they're, you're nice and cozy in the second spot. I don't want to hear that shit, dude. I don't. You're not lining yourself up because, oh, this team looks easier than this team. Bullshit. The Cardinals are fucking good, dude. Right. And the Guardians will fucking sting you, and I hope they do for that attitude that you're putting out there right now. I do not like that. <laughs> let's let's get the Guardians into the if this was If this was a clubhouse. All right. I'm not talking about shit like that. When you just when you just hammered the table for your mic, the audio switched. So I don't know if you unplug something, but that's thought- how – I'm back now, I think. How? What was that? I don't know. <laughs> That's how mad I am. My computer's pissed, too. Are you Gandalf? Not anymore. The sun has passed. Sun is... And it was not a red sun, okay? So, we're good. Make sure you look at Let's the move east on. The Dodgers are good. That's all we should have yeah. said was the Dodgers are good. Move yeah, on. right? Like, I, I genuinely, and I don't think the talking baseball people want this, <laughs> I'd rather deep dive in some of the... Diamondbacks, young, cool guys. Because we already know Freeman, Muncie, Kershaw, all those guys. Like, uh, good job, the Dodgers. You're a great franchise. Uh, Mets get swept by the Cubs. Mm. Bassett gets touched up a little bit. Five earned runs. Rafael Ortega and Zach McKinstry. I know McKinstry was with the Dodgers. Ortega, I don't know where he's from. Two hits with a homer apiece. Great job in the first game. You get one. Good job. 5-2. And then you get the second one. This was against DeGrom. And you get Hat with the homer. Patrick Wisdom had a first and third safety squeeze. Mm. Like, they were pulling out all the stops. to so go up 3 nothing. then it was perfectly executed. So the Cubs are playing a, a, a fun brand of baseball. Samson, six, inning, six shutout innings. And after the game, he was saying, everyone expects DeGrom to win. So there's no pressure on me. I just went out there and pitched. I think it was his first time at City Field. They still call it City Field? Yeah. Okay. First time at City Field. Has a great start. Cubs win game two yeah. against DeGrom. And now we're like, uh-oh. They come back the next day. Smiley goes five innings pitch with one earned run. Peterson gets touched up. They score a bunch of runs in the first six, in fact, included Gomes and Higgins, two run doubles. And all of a sudden, Mets get a what is you doing, baby? They get swept by the Cubs. Like I said, lucky for them. We'll talk about you know the Braves losing two out of three to the Giants, but this is not, not where you want to be if you're the Mets. 
a sneaky John Boy Media Bowl here. I mean, Shea Station, our, our Mets show, and the compound with Ian Happ. I had to fill in because uh, his his co-host dropped out. So go go check that out. Me and Ian Happ letting it ride. And man, it was it was really such hell for Ian Happ to come into the office the day after he clipped Degrom. Um, you know, getting all those hey, nice Homer off the best pitcher all time. Like that's hey, that was a, a must. Tough day Dude, that was no like the city. No wall scraper. No, he uh, he got him. He got him. And then the next day, I asked him to hit a homer for me. He didn't start, uh, and then he pinch hit and flew out. Um, and he so uh, me and Ian Happ are kind of on the rocks a little bit. Um, and I gave him some love in the compound because I was genuinely I wasn't trying to suck ass to him. The couple times I've turned on Cubs games in the second half of the season. They are playing some inspired baseball, and they are actually yeah. over 500 in the second half. And I, I gave a shout-out to his Cubs and Papa Rossi because we've seen that, remember, there was that young, sexy manager phase where it was, like, you know, kind of higher, the young guy, cool guy, friendly guy that was recently out of baseball. We've seen that switch, right? We see the Dusty Bakers. Um, I, Joe Madden we don't talk about anymore. But um, Tony La Russa. So the Cubs, I know this time of year, we're not talking a lot of Cubbies. They deserve a little respect. They, they, didn't, they could have hung their heads and put up an, a really ugly season this year. And they've battled this second half. And hopefully that means something for them next year. Uh, and meanwhile, for the Mets, they slip up a little bit. Uh, and they've been slipping up a little bit. And they're lucky that the Braves didn't have a special weekend because that would have easily been the first thing we'd be talking about. But they... The Braves are still behind them, and it feels like it's all leading up um, to that Mets-Braves series that's happening. Uh, let me bring it up. Uh, still in, we're, we're still a little over a week and a half away. The, so, Met, the Mets and Braves is uh, October or September 30th, October 1st, October 2nd. Yeah. This Jake, this was the, the little run that the Mets were supposed to go and just yeah. wax all these dude. You have Washington, Pittsburgh, Miami, Chicago, and then Pittsburgh again. We played 13 of those games. There's another three left. So we'll have a 16-game stretch right here against some very subpar teams. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. So far in those 13 games that they played, they're six and seven. You don't want to be treading water against these teams when you have the Braves coming up behind you, and they've done just that. I think they're seven and seven overall in September. Um, after this, they go. They have. They go to Milwaukee. They go to Oakland, and then two in Miami before they get to the Atlanta series. So, plenty of time for the Mets to get it going. I guess. I mean, maybe not plenty of time. Maybe there needs to be a sense of urgency here. Um, but again, not where you want to be in those in this run of games that you're supposed to take care of business on. And yeah, I know. I know you were talking about my story, Ellie's soft loser talk about the postseason picture. If you're the Mets or the Braves. Would you rather be sitting there watching the wild card and waiting to see who come vi comes to visit you for your five-game set? Or would you rather have to play the wild card games, and if you win, you're heading off to L.A. to face the Dodgers as the one seed? Uh, so those the Mets-Braves down the stretch are going to get intense. Uh, one team is going to be hurt and down bad because they th both these teams think they're winning this division. Um, and I think in two weeks... Uh, get ready for your first playoff series end of September. Uh, and, Trev, I think that brings us to the Braves and the Giants. Uh, Gabe Kapler bullying his pitchers. You can talk to me like that. 
Why don't you meet me? Why don't we get outside of the cameras and really talk? Uh, and, and they take two out of three from the Braves. They do. Uh, Cobb or Strider sounds like uh, an old Western right there. Ooh. But look, Cobb outduels him. Like I said in the recap, he's been really good since coming off the IL uh, in middle of July. He's got like a low two ERA. He goes seven shutty here, looking really good. He outduels Strider, who goes five innings pitch with two earned runs. Uh, your guy, Estrada, three hits with an infield singer. Infield single uh, that scored a run on an air. I believe that was a Von Grissom air. Could be wrong about that. Uh, but the Giants take care of business, man. In the second game, Junis, uh, Junis gets touched up a little bit. Wait, where am, I, where am I looking at here? Braves win the second game. And then Rodon, excuse me, has a great start in the last game to get the, uh, the series win. I don't necessarily fault the Bra- the Braves for losing two out of three because you did get a couple good pitching performances here. And, you know, I think the Giants still have a little dog in them, especially when mm. they get those good starts. They have a decent back of the bullpen. Uh, they still got some guys that can swing it a little bit. I think this is – you want to win this series as you're watching the, the Mets get swept by the Cubs, but – Sometimes this just happens, you know, a couple starters come out and get you here. It's basically what happened in this series. Rodon was one of my midweek guys. His his ERA is sitting just under three now. I think he wants that that two ERA uh, heading back into free agency. Uh, your boy Robbie Grossman in Atlanta, huge week uh, doing doing the thing for them, which Tiger fans sound off in the in in the comments, but you know, a trade acquisition outfielder for for Atlanta putting up numbers. We've seen that before, along with Money Mike, man. Every time I feel like I go on Twitter, Michael Harris, too. Got a good swing, something. dude. He's got a really, really good swing. Sheesh. Sheesh. Text Gabe. Get me get get us some good Giants gossip. I want to hear what happened. What'd you tell uh, was it Latell? Latell, yeah. Big boy. He is a big boy. <laughs> but Gabe wasn't afraid. But guess much. what? He got that sent to the bushes. <laughs> yeah. Big boy or not. I mean, I, I I don't even know if they came out afterwards and, and, and had any quotes on that, but man, it didn't look good. I think Gabe handled it very well, but you kind of knew something was about to go down. He gets sent down. That sucks. <laughs> you think you're going to ride off into the sunset in the show two more weeks? Blah, blah, blah. No, sorry, you're going back. Where is their AAA team? Sacramento? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Nice city. Yeah. Nice city. Get some kids. Uh, Max had kids. some notes here on Swanson. Mm. Uh, we love talking about Dan's because yeah. he's a good-looking dude. Hates us. He doesn't hate us. just doesn't care about us. Right. We're not cool enough. Doesn't care about me. Bandy guy. Yeah, maybe me. Maybe he likes me. He'd he's like got you. a little respect like for me, you. but barely. He's like... Just this much respect. He'd respect you a little bit. Doesn't be have nice time for me. Um, what's he got in Dan's being? 41 RBI with two outs. They're tied for the fourth most in the majors. And then Dansby says, I'm still trying to figure out why I can't do that when it's not two outs. Mm. Fair. It's a fair <laughs> question for yourself, Dansby. But he says he doesn't know how to explain it. He feels things get a little slower. Like he breathes a little better and sees things a bit clearer. Now, this is going to sound stupid to most people, but it's the truth. There are certain situations where this just happens, okay? 
Dansby at the beginning of the year wasn't breathing slower or seeing the ball clearer on those two RBI. But as you start to get some success in a certain situation, now you get more confidence in that situation. Now all of a sudden, oh yeah, of course, I'm seeing the ball better. My heart rate is slower. My breathing is slower. Bullshit. It's just your mind knows you do well in those situations. And then that's the snowball effect right there. So I love this for Dansby. I think that's awesome. He's having a great year heading into free agency. Uh, but I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. The, uh, the mental aspect of the game, that's too obvious to even talk about, but if Dansby's a guy who's having a good year with two outs and he's facing a relief pitcher that maybe had a couple incidents, he's on the mound thinking about it. He's in the box thinking about it. And that's, that's baseball. Um, who do the the Braves are going on to face the Phillies? They're hosting the Phillies, and then they're playing the Nationals, and then they're going to Philly. So, uh, and see what they did in the last twenty minutes here. Who they activated Ozzy Albies. Oh wow! How about that? Okay, Assen. Uh, what are they gonna do? Okay, so figure it out. Okay. I mean, they, they got a lot of options. I mean, they, their infield is set. Von Grissom, he's been playing everywhere. We'll see what they do. Is it Von Grissom, Money Mike, and Acuna in the outfield? They were trying Von out in left field, uh, but like I said, Robbie Grossman is now you hot. Do Robbie, so he's going off. Eddie Rosario's just chilling. So yeah, the the Braves will be fine. The Braves will be fine. Uh, Phillies Marlins, what do you, what do you have from here? I know you shout out Mayton. I know you love the Phillies. Yeah, no, this was a great series for the Phillies. They've been playing crazy ball, and like I remember Rob Thompson taking over. We didn't think there was a chance. Harper gets hurt. All this stuff goes on. They have just been absolutely killing it. And Max put a nice little stat in here for us. They've gone streaking a lot this mm. year. They had a nine-game win streak, a five-game win streak, another fiver, a seven, a six, and a fiver. Now that just ended. They can get hot. And I don't know if that's because they're kind of just an offensive team and they have some good starting pitching. So when those things match up, they get on those streaks. I, I, I'd assume that's what it is. But this is a team that has to scare you. When you see streaky teams going into the playoffs, get on a hot streak. Like if you know how to do that, if you know how to go on those streaks, that pays dividends in, in the postseason. It really does, man. So got to watch out for them. This was a great series. I mentioned uh, in game one, Alcantara's doing his damn thing. Seven innings pitched. Then he gets clipped mm. in the seventh for a go-ahead two-run shot by Matan. And that was it. Phillies win two to one. That's got to feel good to get that victory. And I feel like the next one, Gibby comes out, does his thing. We get some offense from Harper or Rumuto. I understand that. That's great. That seemed like an easy victory for them. And then Lopez does his thing. Syndergaard gets touched up a little bit. There was a homer by Jordan Groshans, his first career homer in the third. Um, he kind of mushed that ball, pulled it down the left field line. I think there was a three-run homer after that. So uh, Syndergaard got bombed a little bit. But they take the series. And right now, as we mentioned, they are two and a half games up on the Padres and four games up on Milwaukee in the second wild card spot Bryce uh 
Go watch his home run. I, I know you've seen a lot of them. His, when he has shows off his easy power, it's one of those things that you just say, wow, that is so different than everyone else. Uh, he's kind of got that Otani. Like, it looks like he kind of doesn't catch a ball great, and then you're like, oh, that was 435. Awesome, dude. Uh, Real Muto, I know we've shouted him out on all JM team. Uh, from where he was in this first half to where he is now, he went back-to-back. Uh, with Harper. And yeah, that Groshans highlight. Kid gets his first home run. Family in the crowd freaking out. His brother's running around uh, like an absolute looney tune. So, happy for them. Uh, enjoy it. Why not, right? Um, I think that's kind of all from this series. We sure did get hit on the hand. I saw that. Um, yeah. We'll see. He sat the, he sat the uh, third game. We'll see what happens there. I think he's going to be okay, though. I think the x-rays came back negative. He's going to be okay. By the way, JT Real Muto, five and a half war on the season, 815 OPS. He is, he's back to being a guy guy. It's him versus Will Smith, man. Damn. Those, those are the two catchers right now. Will Smith is a stud. Yeah. JT Real Muto is a stud. Great body, too. Great One of those body. bodies, you're like, dude, come on. Yeah. Stop it with that. 989 OPS in the second half. 312, 385. JT. How about it, kid? Um, fantastic. Uh, Brewers, Cardinals, they split a two-gamer, right? Yep, 8-4 Brewers in the first game. It was a bullpen game for the Brewers. Uh, Suter, after the game, was talking about how they haven't had one in, in a long time. So that's a good thing for the Brew Crew. We know they have starting pitching, but they win the first one, eight to four. Um, Montgomery kind of got touched up in this one for the Cardinals. Um, McCutcheon had a two-run homer in the fifth. Um, Adamas had some knocks there. He almost took Montgomery's head off of the line drive up the middle. They're wearing those City Connect jerseys, the Brewers mm. were. They got some funky jerseys, man. Yeah, All sorts of shades of blue to go along with their yellow. Uh, they look good in that one. So they pick up a game on the Cardinals. Doesn't matter. The division's gone already. It's only wild card for the Brew Crew. And then the second game is the kind of the game that everyone was looking forward to. Uh, Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, go ahead and have their 325th game matching up together as a battery. It sets the all-time mark. What else are you going to say, man? These two are absolutely incredible together. They get the win here, and it was a tough one. Wayno had base runners on all over the place, um, had to escape some jams. At one point, I said this yesterday on baseball today, it looked like the Brewers were trying to help the narrative here, I swear. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a strike him out, throw him out, where, for, where Wong got thrown out by, like, 10 feet, bro. Yeah, on a curveball. Like, it, it yeah. was too much almost. You're right. I was like, what is going on here? I think Yelich like took the first pitch to give Wayno a strike yes. so he can get applause. I'm like, dude, what are we doing? Here, yeah. Guys? Like, I need you to to play ball. Trev, thank you. Because I watched the exact those two exact <laughs> plays. Yelich is leading off, takes a heater right down the middle. Everyone claps. They toss the ball to the dugout. And I'm like, all right. I appreciate this to a degree, right? Like Wayno called it classy. It would it would it would it would suck if you know Yelly turns on that pitch and that ball's <laughs> in the stands. I get it, I get it. Why? But there should have been an understanding that, like, hey, Yelly, if you're gonna give us that first one, like, I'm gonna bounce the second one, one one count. Let's start the game. No, 
Next pitch was strike two. Yelly got punched out on three pitches. I like we can't be doing that. The Brewers, these games mean too much. We need it, bro. And then the strike him out, throw him out play. I mean, Wayno throws that seventy-four mile per hour curveball, and Yachty, bump, bump, it's on the bag. Wong's out by four feet, and you're like, okay, I know I've seen this a lot, and it's poetic and it's artistic. But also, like, kind of shouldn't be that easy at this point. But, hey, uh, there's also a reason that those guys have been out there for 325 of these together. And 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 Corbin pitched really good for the Brew Crew. I mean, he gave up the homer to Arenado early on. I think it was in the second inning. And then Molina uh, had a go-ahead RBI in the – the go-ahead RBI in the second inning. Pujols had one at the end. It was kind of like an old-timer's day, if you will, at the park. Uh, but you know, I can't um can't be mad at the Cardinals for doing what they're doing. This is this is what they do. And this stat right here, mm. this stat, this stat is up. I'm gonna curse right now, okay? This stat is fucking absurd. Okay. Derek Gould, that's mm. two O's, not gold, it's Gould. On Twitter, he wrote out, he's working on some projects for whatever he were St. Louis today that will drop in the weeks to come and updated research Elias once did as of Sunday, the Cardinals have played 2,900 games since Yadier Molina made his debut in 2004, 2,900 games. They've been out of playoff contention in 24 of those games. 24 games since 2004. Have the Cardinals been out of playoff contention? We talk about consistency and the fucking Cardinal way. It's Yachty and Wayno, dude. They have they have constructed the Cardinal way. They are the Cardinal way. The way they go about their business, that's why they're consistent. Sure. Do you have to have good players? Of course. But Having those guys in your clubhouse creates an atmosphere where that can fucking happen. I want people to hear this again. 2,900 games, and they've been out of playoff contention in 24. It's silly. It's silly. It's, uh, you know, I, I know we've talked about it on and off of this, and, you know, uh, Jack Flaherty, our guy, is kind of like, uh, you know, King of cool, like he's an L.A. guy. He's he's tough. He loves the Joker stuff, you know. In in a way, he's in a way he's he's not St. Louis, but at the same time, he is because he's businesslike and he does his thing. And you know what? If if you're gonna do that, uh, and and be cool guy Jack Flaherty, well, you better bring it when you're on the field. And he always does because like it's not an option in St. Louis uh, because of the tone that those other guys have have set throughout. So pretty uh. Pretty unreal. Pretty he unreal. he always talks about drawing from them. And I think that's really special. I mean, you're lucky if you're a player and you get to come up in the Cardinals organization and learn from those two guys. And I know that's it's coming to an end, but I'm sure they'll be around the organization. Ask questions, please. These guys know what they're doing. And, like, people, you're a baseball fan. We're baseball fans. Guess what? Uh, whichever one of these kids from the Cardinals ends up being a 10-year stud, in 10 years we're going to be talking about Wayno and Molina and 
how they affected, uh, whether it's a Nolan Gorman or whether it's a, you know, Tommy Edmond is still picking it at every position and be, you know, the next Jamie Carroll playing, you know, a full season at shortstop at age 38 or some shit. Um, <laughs> shout out big Jamie Carroll pod today. Big Jamie Carroll pod today. Hey, listen. Yeah. Let me get this up okay. right now. Position player war. Top five. According to baseball reference, that's three Cardinals. Tommy Edmond being one of them. You know the other two, Arenado and Goldschmidt. Tommy Edmond sit with a 6-2 B-War. Glue. The glue. Uh, your Pirates took all four from the Cincinnati Reds. What did you see? I know you watched these. Every dang thing. The Pirates took the lead with five in the fifth. Castro with the go-ahead three-run homer. That was in game one. Um, second game, Hayes, Reynolds, and Cal Mitchell all hit home runs. Brian Reynolds, I looked at his numbers, sitting right on 790 OPS right now. So he's okay. just kind of doing his damn thing. Uh, Fernando Cruz was the opener in game three, one and two-thirds shutout innings. Uh, Newman, or Kevin Newman, go-ahead RBI single in the seventh. And then the last game, um, Rodolfo Castro. Mm. Doing it again. Go ahead, three-run homer in the third. Hot. He said we work so hard to be able to cherish it now and enjoy it. It's beautiful. I think the mindset is to continue to work hard and continue to enjoy this later. I like that. Where are those Wait till after the season to pat yourself on the back, bro. Continue to put your head down and work hard. That is the – let me tell you guys something. Mm. That's the secret to life. Wow. Don't be celebrating early. Put your head down. Go to work. What's the what's the saying? What do they say? Uh, under promise, over deliver. Yeah. Anyways, we got to keep going because I have an eight thirty baseball today to do. We go live. Got to get to Dean's wedding. So we got to go. Let's do the American League. Trev, a beautiful National League. I might even mix in that aisle like we've been wow. doing. Yeah. In the American League, we will start out with the AL Central leading Guardians who sweep the Angels. They take care of their business. There's a fun breakdown from this series as Francona <laughs> Francona and Nevin both get the hook back to back. I mean, what in his, what a display of Ron Culpa by none other than Ron Culpa. Uh, one of the highlights from this week in baseball. Uh, along with the Guardians getting this sweep, Trev's guy guy, Oscar Gonzalez, violent with the stick, and he does it again. Go run, go ahead, shot in that second game. And for always, they finish it off. Cal Quantrill putting together a really nice year. Um, seven innings, three earned runs. It was Ramirez, Dark Knight reference. Two-run homer in the eighth. Guardians, they take care of their business. Speaking of division leaders taking care of their business, I mean, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Astros sweep the Tigers. Uh, Framber, light work for him. How's your CGSO? Shuddy for Framber. Hunter Brown keeps showing off what a freak show he is. Wouldn't be surprised if he's in some big moments this postseason. And then they sweep it uh, as Christian Javier uh, mows them down. Verlander returning 
tonight in Oakland. Get ready for that. Uh, Kyle Tucker slash Abe Lincoln with his 27th homer and his 26th the day before that. Houston rolls over a bad team. There's your headline. Yankees and Red Sox, they play too. The rivalry is back. Yankees take both games. I mean, the Sox uh, season is somewhat, I mean, it kind of is over. Yankees win in 10 that first night. Garrett Cole, Fenway, still a little bit of a house of horrors for him as he gives up a bunch of deep balls. Glaber Torres with that huge bases clearing double in the 10th. And oh, by the way, Aaron Judge hit 56 and 57 in this game. Both game tying homers as well. Nestor does his thing. Sox play some ugly defense as the Yankees take both of those games. The Rays and the Jays were playing five. One of those, can someone really set the tone the rest of the way? Toronto ends up taking three out of five. They won three of the first four, but Shane McClanahan, he comes back. Common Shane McClanahan success. Shout out my guy, Foolish. Uh, as Rays win 11-0 in that final game. Good on Toronto, uh, as these two teams are now fighting for the wild card. So they take the three out of five Barrios shoves. Uh, Manoa on Twitter, defending short, thick kings everywhere. Stand strong. I stand with Alejandro Kirk, as I am from the same cloth. Uh, we'll talk about that series. Twins, Trev's twins on life support. The zombie twins, they sweep the Royals. They'll stay around for their five games this weekend against uh, the division-leading Guardians. But they take care of their work. Joe Ryan, you might hear something about him in a little bit. And by the way, Carlos Correa, the bad man, he is going nut job. Feels like he's hitting a home run every at-bat. And that means also Trev's guy Nick Gordon hits one in that final game. Twins staying on life support. A's and Rangers, they split two. Two, eight, seven games. Each team gets a dub. Uh, that's exciting. How about Mark Mark Mathias? Uh, home run. Also, with the walk-off homer, it's his second of the game. Good for you, kid. And then the machine, it's a game-tying RBI double for the A's. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. The, those two teams are, are playing for next year. Simeon going nuts, fighting for all JM team. In the interleague, Orioles and Nats. Orioles win both games. Are they on life support? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Jake, you didn't time it right because you tried to mix in the IL. Mount Castle, me and him are connected for life now. Uh, the real ones, no. Uh, and then, oh, wow, we've got a couple two-gamers. I screwed the pooch. White Sox, yeah. they split with me and Kelsey's rocks. Uh, Mariners and Padres, they split in each of those, uh, we'll get there. That's kind of what happened throughout uh, your standings as they are. The New York Yankees have command over the AL East. They're six and a half up on Toronto, seven games up on Tampa as those teams battle out for the wild card. The Cleveland Guardians have a three-game lead after they lost last night to the White Sox. Kind of a big game if we're being completely Honest, White Sox three back, Minnesota four back, yeesh. Houston Astros, 94 wins, 50 losses, 13 games up on Seattle. As it sits today for the stimulator, Seattle is your top wildcard team. 
Toronto is a half game behind them, and the Tampa Bay Rays a half game behind them. So that, I mean, that is going to flip-flop the rest of the way. Baltimore, four and a half back. I don't know, babe. Uh, Trev, I'm sorry. Combining the AL and the IL, that's just, that's on me. Trying to do too much, you know? You lost me. You lost me. I'm trying to be the slap two-hole hitter, make the right play, Adam Eaton on the 19 Nats. And I just, I tried to do too much. I was trying to hit the gopher ball, and that's not who I am. So, I'm sorry. You and Adam Eaton in like a jello wrestling match would okay. be something I'd be interested in. A little wet dream stuff there? <laughs> Maybe. Trev, let's start with your Guardians. It's the race in the American League. Um, Guardians, they handle their business against the Halos. Uh, I mean, if, if we're being honest... Uh, because the story here is somewhat the baseball. Oscar Gonzalez, he's becoming your guy. I mean, big, powerful yep. man. Uh, I know the Guardians' offense, it's not a lot of name recognition, but they've been doing it pretty much all year at this point. Uh, you want to talk about the double ejection at all? Because that was electric. We went over it a little bit. It, it is a Ron Culpa show type event. Um, I don't know. Francona wanted to challenge if... if um... Who was it? Who was up to bat? I forget who was up to bat. Somebody got hit with the ball or said he got hit with the ball. Francona wanted to challenge it. They didn't let him. He gets all pissed off. He gets fired up. Then I think it was Tapera that was on the mound. He wants to throw some some warrant pitches because, hey, man, they've been arguing. I'm a little cold out here. Let me throw a few warrant pitches. Ron Copa says no. So then freaking Nevin comes out, and he gets tossed. Yeah. It was just – it was a, a master class in what not to do. Mm. As an umpire, in my opinion. Okay, like, look, you're there to get the calls right. So if someone says the ball hit him, like, just take a look at it. It's not a big deal. Don't tell me that the, both the batter and pitcher were engaged. Bullshit, dude. Just check. Okay? Yeah. And then if someone wants to throw a warrant pitch, let them throw a warrant pitch. What does that bother you? They're all going like this. Like, like hurry up. Like, dude, we're not your fucking kids yeah. on the field. Don't be clapping at me. Telling me to do something. That's what dads do to their children. So, yeah, I mean, dude, they got fired up. Tito was fired up. I love a fired up Tito. And then Nevin, stay fired up. Mm. That was funny. But that was more of a Culpa thing than anything else, to be honest with you. Do you think, uh, you know, Jimmy, with the breakdowns, he's pretty deep into the world of... Uh, the umpires, and, you know, we've known Joe West forever. He's He's been a figurehead of baseball. We've known Angel Hernandez forever. Is Ron Culpa, like, it, has he been covered up by them? And I guess the other part of that, because we were talking about it, I, I think Ron Culpa's, like, Joe West, it was the Joe West show, and we all knew that, but he was also a good umpire, and that was kind of the deal. Angel Hernandez, kind of known for being the bad umpire. Ron Culpa, where do we stand on him? Because he, I mean, he definitely controls the game. It is Ron Culpa's game when you're on on the field with him. Uh, is he, we consider him a good umpire? We consider him just kind of very controlling when he's out there? I guess, where, where do the players kind of stand? This is just me. I don't, I mean, the league, right. everyone has their own opinion on umpires. But my opinion on Ron, because I have played, you know, with him quite a bit. He's just not going to tell you that he's wrong ever. And okay. I think that's the one thing that players really, really respect. And I think it goes both ways. 
if an umpire can say, hey, man, I missed that one, or hey, I screwed that one up, it goes a long way with players. They're not even going to be upset about it. I mean, like, thank you for admitting right. that. And this, it goes the other way, too. If I'm arguing balls and strikes, and I go back and look, and I'm like, oh, actually, that one clipped the corner. You bet your ass I'm going out there and saying, hey, man, I messed up. I'm sorry. I, I thought that thing was off. I went back, back and looked, and it was on the plate. Like, that's the kind of relationship you need to have with umpires. And that's like, it's not that hard to do it. Some guys never want to admit they're wrong. In my experiences with Ron, that's kind of what has happened. And it seemed like that was leaking out on the on the field a little bit. I mean, when when you're saying no warm-up pitches, I mean, what are what are we really doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Good for good for the Guardians. Uh, like I mentioned, they've got five games with the Twins this weekend. We'll see if the Twins can make a dent. I know the White Sox are looking for it, or you know, they can fully bury the Twins and they can almost more or less start to bury the White Sox. We will see. Good for them. And, hey, if you guys are going to win the AL Central, let's finish hot and get me a little hype for the Guardians and maybe scare some of my Yankee BS talk because I get it. Uh, it is obnoxious to be like, actually, the second seed's pretty cool, man. We're going to get the Guardians and the... I mean, shut up. The, if the Guardians win that division... They've got a lot of young talent on that team. I want to be scared of them. So whoever gets it, get hot now. Um, sp- speaking of just hot the whole year, the Houston Astros sweep the Tigers. Um, Framber, I-, I know I gave him uh, my award a couple episodes ago. He ties DeGrom for the single season, 24th straight quality start. Uh Think about all the stuff we say about DeGrom and how much of a freak show he is. Framber, a little different, uh, built built a little more like a box truck uh, and doesn't necessarily throw a 101 fastball whenever he wants. But he, uh, what he's doing every, every start, literally every start, is insane. Yeah, and he's talked his, or not talked his way, and he's pitched his way in. To, uh, you know, the AL Cy Young race here. I mean, I think it's, you know, Verlander coming back. I think he's still a part of it in Vegas. He's the odds on leader right now. Cease is continuing his push. I think he's second in the odds. And then Framber right there, third. I don't know if he can clip his way all the way to the front of that. Uh, I think he probably has two more starts left. But, dude, this guy has been incredible. And it was on display. I mean, he goes complete game shuddy to do it. He's not just inching into these quality starts. He's surpassing them, doing his damn thing. And that was kind of the story the entire series here. The Astros starting pitching just did it. They got a rookie doing it. You know, I think Javier in the last game did it. Yeah. It's – they're a scary team. They're a scary team. They're ready. They're another one of those teams that's going to be able to kind of like Waltz into the playoffs, line everything up, give guys days off. Like it's going to be, I know we've talked about it quite a bit, but I think having one of those first two seeds is crazy, a crazy advantage because of being able to line up your pitching and having the other guys that you're facing have to already go through the top three pitchers, at least their top two. I mean, Christian Javier. How often do we mention Christian Javier on the Astros? I mean, you you can mention 12 guys before you get to Christian Javier. He is 25 years old. He's thrown 131 innings this year with 173 strikeouts and a 2.87 ERA. 
That's your team's number one. And he's the bonus piece after JV and Framber uh, and most of the guys on offense. Like, they are a factory. Um, and I hope my Yankees get healthy and turn it on because if we could get that Yankees Astros CS part four, part three, would be their third. And by the way, Houston, when you hear me say that, you shouldn't be scared because you guys have taken care of it. Um, but those teams were the two powers. Astros roll over a, a Tigers team that has been uh, just so underwhelming all year. Uh, so this is the Astros, what I'm talking about, like getting ready for the postseason. They have so many starting pitchers now. Like what are they going to do? Verlander comes back. So you go Verlander, Valdez, McCullers, Urquidy. Okay. Then you still have Javier. You have Hunter Brown, who's been electric. Like, are we going to kick both of those guys back to the bullpen and add them to the mix there? Like, there is just yeah. no shortage of pitching for this team. No shortage of offense for this team. Me and Alex Bregman, best friends now. Yeah. So they got that going for them. Yeah, they got, the, lot. They got the ploof boost. Uh, speaking of my Yankees, uh, they go up to Fenway. Uh, Aaron Judge will will be and should be part of the story the rest of the way as he's chasing the triple crown and the home run record. Two homers in that first game, both very important, by the way. Uh, and then the Yankees win the second game as well. I mean, they, they score three unearned runs in one inning, ball through the legs, and then they throw it around. So the Sox are, are uh, not in a great place. Yankees, 8-2 and two in their last 10. A couple of guys have come back. Uh, Rizzo and um, Bader. I almost called him Hater. Uh, Rizzo and Bader. We'll see if they join the team in Milwaukee. It's not looking like it. It looks like they'll be there next Tuesday, home against Pittsburgh. But the New York Yankees, after their dog days, it seems like the ship is back in the right direction. And a big chunk of that is because they're getting guys back. Stanton... Um, and hopefully they'll they'll have some more troops soon. Yeah, they take care of business here. They go to Milwaukee. I thought Milwaukee was coming to them. So Judge, my God, he might hit ten homers there. Kind of the bottom line. Really interesting, right? We have, we have friends in Milwaukee. I was telling them that first game, you should give up three homers to Judge. So he's got fifty eight, fifty nine, and sixty. And then the next two games are must. They're the biggest ticket in sports. You're going to have people flying into Milwaukee. Uh, our friends in Milwaukee didn't necessarily agree with that strategy. Um, so Burns pitched. So no, who do they got going? Let's see. So no, no Burns uh, for the Yankees. It looks like Milwaukee is lined up. Uh, Hauser, Woodruff, and Jason Alexander. Okay, I, I'm calling on Judge to hit some homers this weekend. Uh, I don't think that's like a stretch of any uh, imagination, but I just I loved hitting in Milwaukee, and if I liked hitting in Milwaukee, right. I'm assuming the Judge does as well. I don't really have anything else on this series. Some really bad defense by the Red Sox. Um, Nestor does his thing. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, is uh, kind of good team, bad team. And 
Uh, Garrett Cole struggles in Fenway. We'll put it in our rear view for this year, but I bet you it's a conversation for the next five years or so. Uh, so that's something. And yeah, man, Judge hit two homers in a game. He's got 57 on the year. They're going to Milwaukee. They're playing three. If he hits two in Milwaukee, they're coming back for a homestand, and he's going to be sitting at 59 homers. Like, it, we're, we're in the end game, people. Yeah, we're in. I said I would start really paying attention to all of his at-bats when he got to, like, 58, 59. Because then it's 60s right there, and then the record's there, and then... So this is it. This is it, people. Like, I've been, I've been looking at the right way to tell my sweet Jessica, like, if there's a Yankee home game that Judge is swinging at next week, like, I'm going to be there, uh, and I don't know how to tastefully tell her that. Uh, so we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll insight to my love life. <laughs> um, the Blue Jays yeah. in the race. They had a five-gamer. Uh, if one of these teams really did something, would, would we be talking about the Yankees in range? I don't know, because the Yankees do have the tiebreakers anyways. Blue Jays take three out of five. Uh, this could be a potential playoff matchup, right? Because if these were the... Four and five teams in the wild card. Certainly could. Yes, they're, th- that, that whole thing is all jumbled up. I mentioned it last time, last episode here. Like They're not going to know where they're going until the last day of the season. Seattle and Toronto are tied um, in the winning percentage column there. So they're a half game up on Tampa Bay. But, I mean, they're all right there. This series did nothing to really separate anybody. Blue Jays, good job. Um you take three of five. It seemed like a playoff series. The atmosphere was great. Um, there were some really funny things going on. We'll talk about Cash and you know the all-Latin lineup that he put out there in the last game. Um, yeah, this is this is this. I'm excited for the Central race. Okay. Okay. The AL Central race, but I think this wild card seeding is is so fun because we're, we know these teams are playoff caliber teams. We know these teams are really good. Like there is, there isn't anybody just sneaking into the playoffs here. Now it's all about this like seeding and it's like, there's so many storylines that you can go with. And I think any one of these matchups, whether it's Seattle versus Toronto, Seattle versus Tampa Bay, like all of these matchups with these three teams, the phenomenal. Like, this is real deal, badass, fun baseball to be played because there's some really fun players on each of these teams. B. Lau back to the IL. Uh, he's had kind of an injury-riddled year. And, yeah, with, with Shane McClanahan back, the Rays can hit you with Shane McClanahan, Drew Rasmussen, and Jeffrey Springs, who have who have all had really nice years. The Klubot is there, too. Uh, I think depending on the matchup, you see how he's employed. I've... Like you just talked about with the seeding, I have been very Yankee selfish and trying to map out what their postseason run could be. I'll tell you what, I might be rooting for a Rays-Jays series just because, man, the, the Jays have so much piss and vinegar in them. These are teams that played 19 times. The teams are a fun matchup, right? It's the lineup of Toronto uh, and those swaggy dudes versus the, the Rays and all their pitchers and those couple guys that if you put yourself in a bad position for a Yandi at bat, or a Wander at bat, or a Randy at bat, that they will punish you. That's what the Rays do. Um, I think that would be a fantastic 
three game wild card. Um, and I think I might be rooting for that now. Hmm. Find out. Find out something new every day. Your guy Barrios, uh, with a big start, and Bo Bichette just continues to be unconscious. Bobachet doing it. Vladdy hits his hundredth career homer. Congrats on that. He's one of the youngest oh. players to ever do that. Coming for your crown. I know everyone's hitting hundred homers now. Come on, man. Let me have some shine. Um, Randy was running around the bases yeah. doing his damn thing the entire time. Margot, same thing. And it is really important that they got McClanahan back. Uh, we have a note on here about um, Glass now. He's going to require a few more starts before he comes back up. So this could be like a first start in the playoffs type thing, which would be just electric. They're not afraid to do that in Tampa. They don't give a shit. You know they, you know they don't. Um, circle that as something to watch because that could be that would be. And wild. people are really mad at us. We talked about uh, the chirping between the pitching coach and the managers of each team. We talked. We said there was a, a bench clearing incident. People were really mad at us because I guess there wasn't really any. Yeah, they didn't really benches get out. cleared. It was more the yelling that was going on. I think we were referencing a, a, a series before, but whatever. It's not a big deal. There is, if this is a playoff series, it ain't good blood between these two teams, right? If you know what I mean. I think that'll be a very fiery, fun playoff series for sure. Your Twins sweep. Uh, I think we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of the performances coming up. Uh, good for them. Like I said, they they somewhat stay alive for this weekend if if there's ever a time to dig deep and find it. And by the way, I, I, don't, I don't know how much of the games you want to talk about. I just think we've touched upon it. And now with Correa being as hot as he is, his OPS plus is the second best of his career behind the 2017 Astros season. I I think it um it means probably more for his upcoming free agency, which again is going to be a massive baseball conversation. Don't count these twins out I just won't. yet. Only four games back, massive series this weekend. Let's just relax a little bit. But yes, he has been turning it on as of late. I think he had another homer last night. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting deal for him. 35.1 for three years, opt out after each year. I think he does go out, even if he was to struggle a little bit more, if he didn't get as hot as he has been, I think he still opts out and just goes and gets the biggest paycheck. Um, in any instance, I think he's going to be a free agent now. It's He's 28 still, or about to turn 28, I believe. Uh, he'll get a nice payday. But there is a lot of shortstops out there this offseason. There's four really, really good, talented shortstops. But I guess there's probably a bunch of teams. that Who doesn't need a shortstop? Right. Everybody needs a fucking shortstop. Find a place for Correa. Uh, they sweep the Royal Sonny Gray uh, and Joe Ryan. Teaser with some good starts. Joe Ryan, nice start. Weird haircut. And, like, you got a weird style. It's, it's becoming its own thing, Joe Ryan. I think we're going to have to talk about it. We're going to hang this offseason. I know that. Yes. And he'll yes. probably tell me, shut yeah. up. Let me do my hey, dude. thing. No, man, I'm I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, media man. You've looked this, Trevor, you've looked the same since 2015. Change your haircut. Oh, you played for the Twins. Cool, man. Do you know Jamie Carroll? Uh, <laughs> A's, oh, man. A's Rangers. I, I don't know. Guys, I love you. Um, big off seasons both ways. Uh, 
interleague, O's and Nats. Uh, O's win two, Mountcastle. Homer's off. They, of they're his, staying in. He homers off of his uh, best friend and former teammate Hunter Harvey. Dude was in his wedding. That's always fun. We know Mountcastle is my guy. I might be at his wedding at this pace. Um, yeah, I guess. Or I mean, four and a half Orioles. I mean, talk about life support. Um, but they they just got to keep winning games. So keep winning yeah. games. Orioles. Gunner Henderson. Um. Doing something well, actually, Caesar Hernandez actually helped out a lot on that play. Patrick Corbin with a nice, nice start. We love that for him as he, his numbers are in a scary place. Um, Padres Mariners, you uh, Darvish drops it on them, uh, and then the Mariners come back and Castillo drops it on them along with Eugenio Suarez to run homer in the first inning. I know, I know. It's interesting. And Julio, I think, had the first pitch of the. Uh, of his at bat, first pitch of, well, not the game, but first pitch of their game for a homer because he's a stud. Yeah, he's at twenty six homers and twenty five steals. I, I want I put that on ever or try to put that on everyone's radar. Keep an eye on that. I mean, twenty five and twenty five itself is just absolutely nutty. Um, as those teams split too, and I I think I this is part of the reason I hate the two game interleague series. I I think both of these teams are fine with that. They're, you know, they're both in survival mode, interleague game, whatever. Um, and White Sox and Rockies, they do the same. If you're the White Sox, I mean, you you really can't afford uh, to be dropping any games, but they split two with the Rocks. Kyle Freeland um, gave them the business. 6.2 shutty from my guy. He's got the mountains tatted on him. Uh, and Eloy with a big homer in the first game. So, that that's kind of wrapping up uh, an interleague. If there's anything you wanna you wanna throw on the flames, Trev. Uh, White Sox, we, they're not in this series recap, but they did beat the Guardians in the one game makeup they had. So that's great. Uh, they gained a game there. Tim Anderson has resumed his baseball activities. He can return as soon as next week. Could be the boost the Sox need. There, I mean, I'm I'm rooting for him, man, because I can't I can't look that foolish. I just can't. Yeah. Uh, I do, Jake. Yes. You know I have to go. So right. do you want me to give my award and my standout? Yeah, let me um let me it's just let me let me set it up with Roback. Uh the, the people probably know Roback by this point. If not from us, we have a, a John Boy Media friend whose name rhymes with Nikki Ass. Big Roback guy. Uh and the Roback polos, they're awesome. Um I'm probably, I think I'm going to wear, I have a Roback polo that is in the rotation, and now I get excited on the days that I'm going to wear it. Uh, Their performance polos, they have the coolest designs, but they also have the moisture-wicking material. A Saturday afternoon game in the bleachers rocking a Roback, maybe a drink, maybe a drink. With shorts dropping this week, why don't you go to Roback.com and use code TALKIN for 20% off your first order. That's spelled Roback, R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com for 20% off all performance polos, Q-zips, tees, and hoodies. Ooh, Q-zip season. With code TALKIN. Uh, that's right. Go check out Roback.com, code TALKIN, 20% off the order. There's a link in the description. They are great. Uh, so that sets us up for the Trevor Plouffe segment of the show. 
We're going to go stand up performances first. First of all, Robex, send me some shorts, okay? okay? I need shorts. Done. I like black shorts. Anyways, standout performances. Standout performances. You know who I'm going with. Yeah. Joe Ryan, seven innings pitched, zero earned runs, and oh, yeah, no freaking hits. Yeah. Had to get pulled out of the game because of pitch count. It was the right call. He had a lot. I think he had like, I should probably just have this stat, but I looked it up before two days ago. He had something like 24 or 32. (laughs) Sure. Right. He had a lot of foul balls against him. Mm. Okay, so it extended the pitch count. That's why he couldn't get through it. But snaps for him, man. Like, I keep saying... Twins haven't had an ace, and a lot of people have been saying this, since Johan Santana. Now, is Joe Ryan the ace that we've been promised? I don't know, man. He could be. I like the way he throws the ball. I like the moxie that he has. We need some of that. The hair is getting a little interesting. The mustache is a little interesting. But I like watching Joe Ryan pitch, and it was an excellent outing for him. Again, seven innings pitch, no hits. They do end up giving up a hit. I think it was with one or two outs in the ninth. Uh, Bobby Wood Jr. got it. Joe Ryan, Joe Ryan ain't scared, man. He throws his fastball 60% of the time. It sits at 92, which in today's baseball doesn't move the needle for you, but it's got a little funk to it. It's got a little rise that it is a, t- a tough pitch to barrel up. Um, and yeah, man, I, kudos to him and the Twins. You know, they made the trade for him. He was in the Nelson Cruz trade. Uh, which was like a rental for the Rays. And the Twins may have found a, you know, a front-of-the-line starting pitcher for the next half a decade. Um, love the makeup of him. He's, uh, he's a stud. A little seven innings, no hit. I love it. You want to do your you want to? I have award? to. Okay, let's do it. Hit it, BBD. Hit it. Hit it, BBD. Awards! What's up, cows? All right, my award is called Kevin Cash's Poker Game. Now, people don't know, I was a Tampa Bay Ray shortly, briefly, half a season there. Evan Longoria's backup, if you will. Uh, But I got to know Cash pretty well because on the Plains, uh, he loves to play cards with the boys. You know I like to play cards as well. Uh, Our game meant so much to Cash, he'd threaten me in my playing time if I didn't play cards. Mm. That's the kind of guy he is. Okay. But a lot of the times I felt like, man, you just love the action because you don't even know what you're doing. And he'd play well, but I'd be like, do you even know like what kind of hand you have, bro? Like he'd just flop his cards over and be like, oh, I guess I won. That really happened a few different times. Now, this kind of happened in a historical moment for cash. Now, we know Roberto Clemente Day was yesterday. And we had, for the first ever time, which is shocking to me, the first ever time we had a lineup exclusively filled out with players of Latin America. All of them. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. And it happened to be on a day where they're all wearing number 21 on Roberto Clemente Day. So we're applauding the Rays for doing this. It's great for baseball. I talk about how I love Latin dudes all the time on this show because their stories are incredible. The things they have to go through to even just get over here. 
um, leaving their families, the shit that goes on in their countries with uh, professional baseball at an early age, some of it's appalling and needs to get fixed. Like there is some corrupt stuff going down there. There's a lot of beautiful stuff too. These guys love the game of baseball and the transition coming and leaving your home country, going somewhere else to play is difficult. I don't care what you say. Like these dudes have it tough. They have to learn a, a new language, um, be uncomfortable, eat different foods all the time. I mean, shoot, I went to a trip in Italy and it was awesome. And I'm eating some of the best food in the world, but I got sick of Italian food. I wanted something from home, dude. Like these guys have to deal with that a lot. Okay. Lots of things they have to deal with. I love my Latin brothers. The funny thing about this whole thing, the Rays, the whole Latin lineup on Roberto Clemente Day was that it was an accident. <laughs> Cash didn't even know that he did it. I guess he, someone told him in the middle of the game, like, hey, bro, like you just made history with this lineup. The players didn't even know they did it. And the reason that Cash did it, and I love this because they're the Rays, it was just they're trying to get an advantage. Hey, Gossman, nasty splitter, good against lefties. Let's stack them. Let's stack the lineup with righties. And it just so happens that the only two position players that aren't from Latin America on the Rays are Taylor Walls, who's a switch hitter, and Choi, who's a lefty. So they're, sit your ass down. Let's play everybody else. And they did it, and it looked awesome. But again, I thought it was just hilarious because – Cash has no idea. And in the history books, when we talk about this day, yeah. they're not going to mention that Cash had no idea. They're going to they're gonna praise Kevin Cash for saying, great job right there. What timing you had. That was, that was so awesome. And sometimes things just work out, and they did for Kev there. I love it. And I'll add this before I go. It's, it's a lot of weird things going on with number 21. If you're um, – if we ever won the Roberto Clemente Award, you can wear number 21. If you're a nominee this year, you can wear number 21. If you're from Puerto Rico, you can wear number 21. A lot of Latin guys had to ask to wear 21 because Roberto Clemente is a figure for all Latin American countries, not just Puerto Rico. We need to just get it to the point where everybody's wearing 21. That's the bottom line. Like It has to happen. It, everybody in the big leagues wants it to happen. I believe it will eventually end up happening, but let's just get there quicker, people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's it. That's my Kevin Cash poker game award. I mean, Trev, like you're saying, I mean, Loki, hilarious that this is how it happened, but that's sometimes that's how life works, right? And uh, they're all wearing 21. And yeah, Clemente Day, that should happen. And, you know, maybe, maybe they retire it out like they did with 42. And those, sure. remain, those remaining guys can wear it out. But, uh, you know, why not? And, and like you're saying, not just the Puerto Rican players, but anyone from Latin America, uh, I mean, this is their guy. Uh, and by the way, we tell you to go check out a baseball reference page here and there. You might, you might like his, uh, you know, for some of the kids that are in the war, 95, uh, 3000 hits a 317 batting average lifetime, uh, with 12 gold gloves. The guy was special. Um, Trev, we're sending you out baseball today time. Might have already left. I don't have him on the screen anymore. So uh, there's the ghost of Jimmy. Wow. Uh, so what? That's how you. That's how you make an exit, people. Uh, Trevor, thank him for jumping on early for baseball today. I will uh, 
start to wrap this up with everything else on the show. I will give out my standout. I will give out my final award. We got King Biebs. Let's finish strong and get to the stimulator to finish out the weekend. My standout performance was Clayton Kershaw. Uh, heard of him? New guy in the league? Familiar. Uh, Clayton Kershaw goes seven innings shut. Uh, by the way, seven innings, two hits, zero earned runs against my D-backs. The Dodgers, part of the reason, and we've done this a few times, so I won't give the full spiel, but the Mets, they have Scherzer and DeGrom. Like, that's really sexy. The Braves, defending champs, blah, blah, blah. Dodgers just dominate their division, and their pitching doesn't seem as sexy as it used to be. Clayton Kershaw did this last year, have done this the past few years. I'm rooting on him to go on a playoff FU tour, and guess what? He can, because he has a 2-4-4 ERA on the year. He is he has an argument for the best starting pitcher of our generation. Go look at his baseball reference page after Clemente's three-time Cy Young, five-time ERA title. Um, Clayton Kershaw... Did it again. There was another athlete I was going to compare him to who was someone that I thought was kind of the best but doesn't get the respect that they're deserving. Mm. I don't know. I'm mentally, I'm blanking right now. It was a good one. In baseball? Dumber sport? Maybe Aaron Rodgers? Is that a weird comp? They each only have one title. Some people regard them as good, but also, I don't know, got weird at the end. Got weird at the end. Um, so Clayton Kershaw is my standout performer. BBD, let's bring it to Slump Watch and then the fun thing that comes after Slump Watch. If we go. <laughs> Beebs, I don't know if you or I have the street cred to give these guys hype speeches, but... Christian Walker goes 0 for 12 for my snakes. Um, he's had a really nice year. I think he's got 30 dongs. Love that. Get out of the slump. Let's get... Finish it strong, kid. Easily. Brandon Nimmo, 0 for 11. Former All-JM Daisy guy. Clean that up, dude. Mets need you now more than ever. Kevin Biggio. I know he was working his way back into some Blue Jays playing time. 0 for 11. Uh, Josh Naylor. Uh a little 0 for 10 in that two-gamer plus the one versus the White Sox. We know he can be the pulse of that Guardians team, and he's had a great year. He's got to finish strong. Wilmer Flores just got a little extension. Baseball reference page, a little different than Clayton and Clemente's, but still fun if, if you're a baseball nerd like me. Uh, 0 for 9, 5Ks, tighten it up. Baby D, let's do the fun stuff now. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Mark Mathias? I, I'm, I'm going to double check I'm saying that name right. I think you've got it. Okay, so we're hitting thigh. Yes, we are hitting the thigh hard in that. Uh, how's your walk-off? How's 5 for 10 with three homers? <laughs> Patton leadoff in in fuego with Carlos Correa behind you. Also 500, two homers, doubles. He's approaching that homer over-under number. Yeah, yeah, he's going to make that close. Aaron Judge, 500 with two homers. A little bit of a theme. He's chasing the home run record. Marcus Simeon, my God. 
After his slow start, he has been nuts. That's got to have Texas fans excited for next year, along with Adelise Garcia. 5 for 13, homer, triple, bunch of doubles. Key Brian Hayes, you know him for the glove, but he goes 7 for 14, homer, some extra base hits. Dermis Garcia, when that guy puts a charge into one, it goes, and he had two homers. Oscar Gonzalez with two homers of his own. And Gio the God, Gio Urshela, hey. 5 for 8, home run, two RBI, and a walk. That Pirates game was on. I saw one of the Brian Hayes doubles the other way, and I liked it. Yeah, man. He's, it uh, all looks right with him. Yeah, it's I, I don't know where the power numbers end up getting, but he can hit a baseball. Seems um, like, uh, and that sometimes that's the last thing to fully come into the picture. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Every time I've watched that guy, it all looks right. Good way to put it. And another good place to put it is DraftKings. NFL opening weekend was action-packed, and it's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? They've got their new early win promotion. If the team you bet on goes up 10 at any point, you're good. The bet wins. I know it saved some butts. Uh, I think it happened last night. I think if you bet uh, San Diego or L.A. now, excuse me, uh, they were up. You win your bet even though uh, they ended up getting beat up by KC. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code JOHNBOY only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, all right, Trev gave his award to cash in the Rays. I will be giving out uh, my award to lead us into the stimulator and best friend of the week. I am giving out the the Fran Mill Reyes Body Award. Very prestigious. Fran Mill Reyes, is, as a lot of you probably know, he went to the Cubs. Uh, I This is a personal story that I've told on here briefly before. When I lived in Colorado, uh, one day I had a little bit of the devil's lettuce and went to a Rockies game by myself. I think I'd just gotten fired from my previous job. Uh, I got walked up to some pretty decent seats because it was a Rockies day game and they're against the Padres when both teams were bad. Pretty close to the visitors' dugout. Fran Mill Reyes is huge. Uh, absolutely massive. I mean, for a position player, you know, only a few guys are really in that realm. Judge, I guess Casas, the kid they just called up for Boston, that's a big boy. He plays big. Giancarlo. There's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, and we jokingly do it, me and John Boy. Uh, some, some quick John Boy media plugs. We did some S-tier lists. A tier list. You should go check those out. You might love it. It might frustrate you. Uh, we make some jokes about being big hall or small hall guys, and we have all sorts of Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, as my Midwest coming out, discussions on here. We talked about it mid-ep. Yadier Molina uh, and Wayno. 325 starts together. Wainwright, uh, you know, 
380 games, 387 games started, 325 with Yachty. He's got a career 335. He's got a 329 this year and 29 starts. The guy is still shoving and dropping yackers on people. I think for pitchers, uh, he's a little outside of the Hall of Fame. No, no Cy Youngs, three-time All-Star. Uh, you know, Wayno, interesting case. Yadier Molina, the other guy on the other side of the battery. And, and this isn't playing favorites or picking your children. And maybe I'm going to walk all over myself a little bit. Look at Yadier Molina's career and how long he's been behind the dish from age 21 to age 39 now. I know the stats this year are tough. You can chop off, you know, the best 10 years of his career. He couldn't really hit at first. He kind of learned and taught himself, which guys don't do in baseball a lot. He became a really good contact hitter for a decade. He was 290, 341, a 763 OPS from the catching position, which is really nice. Also, in Let's see, I think seven out of those ten years or eight out of ten, he won the gold glove. And guess what? It passes the eye test. And like we talked about, go check out the one where they throw out where he throws out Colton Wong. It almost looks too easy. It it looks like a video game. It looks like a video game opening uh highlight reel. Like when you when you start playing the video game and it just shows you some clips and videos. It looks too easy. I have Yachty as a as a Hall of Famer. Uh, for what he's done behind the dish. Ten-time All-Star, nine-time Gold Glove, four-time Platinum Glove behind the plate. Uh, for him to be... I know Wayno throwing 325 is impressive. I think being back there for 325 is just a little more impressive. Uh, again, not to be shots fired at Wayno. Uh, I'm a Yachty guy. The guy is 40 now. I think he deserves all the love in the world. And uh, again, those Cardinals, they took over the Central... And, by the way, in those postseason games, get ready to get emotional with him, uh, Wayno, and Big Albert. Because, uh, you know, this yeah. this might be the final rodeo. This might be it. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that I had to link that to Fran Mill's body, but... Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. It was just... I'm, uh, I'm still kind of curious. I am, too. Forward. I guess I, I in my head it was the whole thing about being a big haul or a small haul guy because that's kind of the Yachty argument. Yadier, Yadier Molina's knees should be in the Hall of Fame. Like They're it, legendary. His, you know, Hall of Fame, sometimes we come down to stats too much. Just the fact that he's been back there for all this is, is Looney Tunes. Is Looney Tunes. Still... Pegging dudes out at second base. Um, Biebs, that was a weird one. Give us the best friend, and let's stimulate this. Our best friend of this week. It's our guy, Gibby. Six innings, one earned, seven Ks in his outing. No walks. Somehow only his second of the year. Wow. Uh, I, I, you know, I, know, I know what the numbers look like. I really thought he'd landed on this list a, a couple times, but... uh. Yeah, unfortunately, no 10-game streak in all those Phillies winning streaks they've had. Otherwise, we'd be getting a cool picture. But Damn. Now, BBD, depending on how we look at this, congrats, Gibby. I think we have one, two, three, four stimulators left, or three. Um, we're going to have to check in with ourselves on that. But with that being said... Let's stimulate ourselves into the weekend. And in the American League, as of today, the Guardians would host the Rays. 
for three games. Cleveland. Guardians move on to face the Yankees. The Mariners would face the Blue Jays. Aesthetically pleasing. Seattle. Seattle moves on to face the Houston Astros. They're division rivals to a degree. Astros, Mariners. Astros. Yeah. Yeah. Man, they're good. Yankees and the Guardians. These teams have some playoff history in the past five years. And the Yankees have a history of moving on past them to face the Astros. They sure do. Our Yankees. Yankees, Astros. We actually haven't seen that in a while on the stimulator. In the National League, the Cardinals would host the Padres. Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about it. Padres are kind of limping in right now. Braves would host the Phillies. The Braves. Yeah. It is, but man, that would be some intense, high-level baseball. Mets, Cardinals, Beltron. Cardinals. Whoa! Sorry, New York. St. Louis has the magic in me. B.O.B. Dodgers, Braves. The Braves. The Braves beat the Dodgers. Whoa! Okay, the NL's getting wonky now. We've seen that Braves-Dodgers matchup a few times now. I wonder if that'll continue. So let's see our net, our World Series teams. The CS on the NL. Cardinals. Braves. It's the Cardinals. Shout out to St. Lou, Nelly, and the Lunatics. The Cardinals are trying to make a hell of a DVD. Yankees, Astros. Houston. I think it is Houston. I think it is Houston. As of right now, it's the stimulator. The Houston Astros and the St. Louis Cardinals to send everyone into the weekend. I'm looking. It's the Astros. The Houston Astros have just won the 2022 World Series. Sorry, St. Louis. Hell of a ride. Our friend Alex Bregman. Speaking of a hell of a ride, if you're a boxing person, we've got a big stream going on with Dan Canobio, John Boy Boxing YouTube, Canelo Triple G. Otherwise, Jake, Jake sucks. sucks. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, 8 p.m. tomorrow for the boxing folk. Man, enjoy your weekend. Three weeks. Three and a half weeks. Regular Ooh. season is over. Love you guys. We will be back here on Monday. You guys are the best.